Lately, I just wanna show up and body some sh. Yeah, yeah. Always been a little mathematician. Lately, this cash I'm getting got me losing count of these bags. I've been moving too fast. Hard times don't last. Remember when cops are rats talking out my ear? Boy, you ain't shit with a with a badge. All my life, they be trying to keep me down. All this time, never thought I'd make it out. Harry, let it roll for a bit. Let it roll. Let it roll. I'm trying to change the image. You can't blame my past no more. I come from the trenches. Some said I'd never be a superstar, but I know I'm different. I'm a voice, but the system ain't give me a choice. Know some people that's still undeployed. I know a felon who trying to get forward. Child support, your only support. For a visit, I'm going through courts. Went to jail, they was chaining me up. And you know that I'm famous as fool. See how you gonna joke about stimulus, but they really had came in the clutch. I know some kids wanna. Listening to the sound of Little Dirk, I never thought I would ever play a Little Dirk song like that. Oh my God, all my life. Whoa, we never had a song like this ever since my favorite artist, Nas. Since mm. then, since I know I can. And you know what? It's funny. My daughter came in the room this morning and says, I want to hear that song. And my daughter, two year old, is really singing along. It was just recently we had. um a road trip to Michigan and four or five in the morning, I'm in the mountains and I think I tuned into Shade 45 for something. And, um, you know, I've heard a song, but I never really paid that much attention and um, was listening. And by the time we got to Michigan, my daughter is really like, that's my song. That's <laughs> my song. And I'm like, this have to be the biggest song in the country, hands down. Little Dirk and J. Cole, can you freaking believe this? I mean, Lily, we beat up on this kid. We did violence prevention assemblies beating up on this kid because we called him a straight up menace to society because Chicago was wilding out. And he, <laughs> him and Chief Keith, they were in the forefront of it. So we were just beating them up. And I never thought from then and now, this kid is really cleaning his image. And I'm very proud. And um, he's needed now better than ever because he's telling out stadiums mumbling and i'm like all this for what but you know what you can't judge people by the past god bless him you know yeah. he's trying he's trying to clean the image politicians trying to help him out he's got the money and um you know some power to do it if the politicians can get away with shooting people on fifth avenue and getting away with it little dirk should be able to clean his image up lift some of these kids up them out of the environment and um, you know, and stay out of jail. What do you think, Lily? Amen. Amen. I actually met him personally when he came to Bridgeport, and he's a remarkable, he's a remarkable young man. I like him as an artist. Band made me like him because you know they my kids keep me young. Right. Um, funny because that song we actually used for the promo video for the tournament coming up on Saturday. Awesome. Now let me do the proper introduction. <laughs> this <laughs> 
This is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM. Today is Wednesday, and uh, this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM, where you will hear conversation, information, education, inspiration, and motivation from the American urban perspective. I am your host, Kinsley Osei. My co-host, Shafiq, is not here. Um, in the studio today, we have our special guest, whom I will be reintroducing. Today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join a conversation on Facebook at Bull Minds and Twitter at Bull Minds. Also, we're streaming live on New Haven Independent Facebook page. Also, on my Facebook page, I'm streaming live right now, Kinsley O-S-E-I. I also shared um, this um, 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 live to, um, to Lily's um, uh, page, to her group page as well. So if you go into her group page right now, um, you can check out the show. Um, you can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. And we are on all platforms. So this is not so much about the FM, the frequency modulator. All right. Um, in the studio today, we have um, Lily Annis. Um, today's topic is, um, you know, community um, leadership. Um, she's also, she called herself Mom Prenoir. <laughs> she, she, she does it all. And you know what? If if I try to do the introduction, I'll, I'll be coming up short. So my friend, let me do a short introduction and then I'll let her reintroduce herself. Lily Ennis is a mompreneur, world traveler, inspirational speaker, author, cancer conqueror, and business strategist who created a multifaceted business empire by creating and coordinating community and philanthropic events geared towards personal and professional enhancement. Lily's expertise is finding the money. You know what? I think I need an English T to be able to pronounce some of these words because this coffee ain't doing it. <laughs> this coffee. This coffee Regular girl from the Bronx. <laughs> and I turned Connecticut. That's what I say now. I'm a Connecticut. I Connecticut now and just just doing things for my people that's all you know let me add to it that she's in New York Rican the last New York Rican we had out here was Marissa Bond <laughs> <laughs> she's straight up straight up be a shout to all my friends in the Bronx uh, uh 167 Shakespeare you know all my guys in Shakespeare you know um so that's, my, on, that's, that's your my, what that's my neighborhood I'm from Highbridge oh you are Yes. You know, Shakespeare is like a block or two away from Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I went to school right there on Shakespeare and Nelson Avenue on 167. Are you freaking serious? So serious. That's do my you know, neighbor. Do you know the twins that live up top? Um, we got to talk off the radio about this because my whole crew lives on that block. My man Buddha, Gabby. Yeah, I'm from, uh, I'm from Shakespeare. Yeah. Poopy, um, um, I don't know how far back you go. They had a rap group called Ghetto Noise. My man Shay, um, do you know any of these guys that I'm I'm, I'm mentioning? I, I'm I'm trying to think as you're saying it, but I know there was a rap group that they used to actually go on Nelson Avenue, and they used to go inside this building called Noonan Plaza. Right, and they used to have battles in there. Man, that was um yeah, ghetto noise. I used to call it a ghetto noise. It, it, it started off dust. These guys were crazy. They were madness. Um, so you know that the mural, the mural that they had got right on, on the Shakespeare, right? Yep. Yeah, right across it is where um once um uh 11, 1190 is the, I think the apartment building. 
I used oh. to I. Hey, I used to be in and out of that building, man. You know, live Connecticut, uh, go go to uh, New York to go pick up records, stay there for like three days, three, four days with my man. You know, my man Gabby. Gabby's the one that manages um um what's his name? Um the heck is um uh, uh Prince of New York, GI. Ah, okay, yes, 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 yes. Gabby manages GI. <laughs> Jerome Avenue, and then you just come up to Shakespeare. Yeah, you, you make that right on Jerome Avenue. You go up the <laughs> hill. That Shakespeare, bro, you know, they got that bodega store right there. I used to go there every morning and get banana. That's and my thing. Right <laughs> there, corner. Yep, that's my neighborhood. Those are my stuff. I, 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 I didn't know that. Wow. Small world. Yeah. Very okay. small. Okay, so now that we got it out of the way, reintroduce yourself, lady. Let them know what um uh, who is uh Lily. Lily Ennis, born and raised in the Boogie Down Bronx, currently reside in Connecticut with my two amazing children. I have a 19-year-old DJ Bam Bam, who you gave several opportunities to. You named him, you and Santos named him as a young, as a the young boy. The, young, you know, the youngest in charge. <laughs> Which now he's 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 rebranding himself as your featured presentation. Um, he's doing remarkable things. Um, and then I have a 13 year old who is a super basketball star. He's, nice. you know, away every weekend, AAU. Those are my pride and joy. Those are my first, you know, my household is my first ministry, my first order of business. Um, and then I have several, several, several businesses that keep me very, very busy. Um, but my, one of my favorite things ever is truly philanthropy. Yeah, my- I love to do. And you know why you call yourself Mompreneur and we actually uh, observe you do it. And a uh, big shout to Bam. You know, I watch this kid uh, grow. Um, you know, we 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 have become, we are a village raising um, these kids. It doesn't mean that we are on the phone with him every day. Um, you, you'll be surprised. I, 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 may, I may be calling, I may be hitting you up to tell you that, hey, um, you know, I, I see Ben mentoring some kids, teaching some kids how to DJ, and he's not using a headphone. It's very important that, you know, he throws the headphone on. You know, I do, Lily, I do a lot of this stuff behind and people don't really know. Like, I'm not going to come on your page and scream out to let the world know that this is what you're doing wrong. I yeah. hear people, I hear people are privately about this stuff all the time. This is yeah. Ben, this is Ben going crazy about, um benefiting of something people trying to hit him up with money in the club and all that and you know and me hitting my privately and say hey ben you know be careful about some of the things that you're saying because you know i work with flex i work <laughs> a lot of records and i remember benzino them coming after flex over payola right and, and what saved flex was the fact that he had a marketing gig with endoscope aftermath and you know, he was using that, you know, his truck was wrapped and that's how, you know, he was getting money, but he was not taking money to play records. He was able to get out of that. Uh-huh. But, you know, they will come with you. So you got to be careful with some of the things that you say, because you, you never know how big you are going to get. What's the next job you are going to try to get? They're going to try to scrutinize you to find out what you are all about. And those little things can come out and haunt you. Yes. You know, or me hitting Santo up and say, hey, Santo, I know you have, um, you know, a better access to to uh, Bam, but, you know, try to hit him up and, t- you know, talk to him. But, you know, this is what we are doing behind the scene. He's uh, he, he, he's a great kid. He's been doing it. He's finding his voice. 
but I love that he still has this humility to him and that he's coachable and teachable, you know, like, um, I think a couple of months ago, I think he was contemplating some kind of like festival or something like that. And he says, I think I want to rebrand my birthday and change it into this. And he said, but I got to call Kingsley up. And that put a big smile on my face. That's awesome. He's also, you as a resource, you know, he's also a, a recipient as one of our youngest recipient of um, a hip hop expression of black history for his contribution to Connecticut hip hop. And we had to give him that because like I said, this kid started so young and never gave up and had a family, you know, a mom and a dad that stood behind him to make sure that their dream was, um, you know, it was a reality. Mm. Um, on that note, let's get into this uh, upcoming event that my friend Crazy Ass Isolina told me about. What's, what up, Isolina? Yeah, I call you Crazy Ass. I love her, though. <laughs> I love her. Tell you something, she makes it happen. Yes, she, she is does. in my life. I am so grateful for Isolina, man. Listen, no nonsense, Isolina. Yeah, you got to proceed with caution because she will bark. <laughs> Isolina, I ain't scared of you. I'm gonna let you know right now. You bark, I'm barking back, girl. <laughs> oh, gonna so she, yeah, she is gonna give me. So she told me about this event. Um. Um, Saturday, June 24th, fortunately, I have a gig out of town, but she told me about this event, Charity Basketball Respect the Dream Tournament at the B.J. Brown uh, Park. Let's talk about that. Yes. So, you know, we redid the, those courts five years ago. Mm -hmm. I was there. I was there when it was done. I, I was there um, the, the, the day it was open. Yeah, and that was a very special project for me because the location is so significant. Like I always wanted to redo those courts. So I grew up in the Bronx and I used to play basketball mm -hmm. and basketball actually is what saved me from a lot of things because mm -hmm. I was just, you know, away at tourneys or things like that. Um, and it gave me the capability to get scholarships and, you know, the importance of just having academics in hand, because when you play sports, it really drills in academics. And so I was blessed enough to come to Sacred Heart University from the Bronx and I made Connecticut my home. And I've always looked at those courts because it's a cognizant reminder of either you stay in school because Central is right next to that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, my phone yes. is going. You can still see me? Yes, okay. yes. Okay. Um, the courts are right there. And I mean, the Central, Central High, High School. There, but across the street is the jail. So it's a reminder I either stay in school, get really good at sports, stay focused on something, or I'll end up across the street. And so when we redid, when we redid those courts, um, because of the significance of B.J. Brown Park and, you know, unfortunately that youth losing his life to violence, which mm -hmm. occurred a lot in the city, um, this year is the fifth year anniversary of doing those courts. And I said, you know what, let's bring the tournament back because we did a tournament to fundraise to help for the courts because I think mm -hmm. I was like dead, like 10 or 15,000 for the project mm -hmm. and the tournament gave us the money that we needed. So I said, you know what, let's bring the tournament back, but let's give scholarships out. Let's give a scholarship to one male and one female deserving scholar athlete, because let's be real, even when these kids get these packages to be sent off to go play, a lot of times they don't even have money for books. 
they don't have money for leisure. They don't have money for a lot of things. And I remember when my mom was going to send me off to college, I remember the stress that she was in. And even with Bam, and I do well for myself, even with Bam, I was stressed out sending him, you know, to Morgan State. And we always need a village. So it was important to bring this tourney back and just create a concept of village community, village-minded people where this is our youth and we're going to get them out of here and we're going to allow them to experience things outside of just Connecticut. So we, we got a good event on, on Saturday. And it's right next door to the uh, Boys and Girls Club, is that correct? Which is being and rebuilt as we speaking. It's being rebuilt as we speak. And what's crazy is a lot of the sponsorships that came in, I want to say 98%, all of the sponsorships except for one, and I reached out to mega corporations, all of our sponsorships except for one, including our title sponsor, are all Black local businesses. That's, that's what's up. It shows, it shows your... Um, your relationship uh, that you have. Uh, now let's go a little bit more into it. What, um, and you talk about um, the BJ Brown Park, was this, um, I remember, was it Charles Smith or it was uh, um, John Starks? Was it sponsored by any of them, by the Knicks or something like that? Uh, that I don't know, to be honest That with you, you don't, don't know? Okay, okay. Maybe because of the colors, I thought maybe the Knicks, uh, or, you know. No, no, when we redid the courts, it was, um, I wanted something vibrant. I wanted okay. something that catches the attention, that looks different from any other court that you've seen. Something so, yeah, that was just my personal choice. The, the, the colors, the colors were dope. Okay, now let's talk more about that event. You know, what what do we um expect? You know, the tournament. What is you know, tell us everything to expect on the on that day. Why so, you know the excitement? What to expect? We have eight teams that will be competing for charity. Nice. nice. Um, I'm really excited because we even have like the Bridgeport Fire Department. They have mm. they have put together, so they will be competing. We have an all girls team that is ready to come hoop. They're not intimidated by playing by men. Um, we have an exhibition game, so two youth teams are going to be mm -hmm. playing um, seventh graders. So uh, we have exhibitors, vendor tables. We still have some vendor tables available if anyone um, wants those spots. Mm -hmm. um, people are going to come in make a donation it's just a donation if you want to give one dollar if you want to give twenty dollars if you want to nice. give more it's it's open to the community because we don't want to turn anyone away for you know lack of funding or anything like right, that right right and i have dj bam bam and a couple of the hottest djs stopping by throughout the day just to you know have some sets and then we also have an entertainment schedule mm -hmm. so there's a young lady i want to say she's 14 years old um, her name is Olivia Somerville. She mm -hmm. has, I'm talking about opera, an opera voice. Mm -hmm. she, will do, she will be doing the opening ceremonies, national anthem. We have some of Greek life coming in and they're going to be doing um, step performances. Mm -hmm. We have um, ladies of finesse, like a dance team. And then we have right before we give out the scholarships in the championship game, we actually have a big drum marching band coming to do so the people there will get to experience what it's like if you went to like you know a homecoming game or you know whatever the case may be so it's an experience it's going to be a great tournament um lots of fun food trucks etc and just come out and have a good time and support it and we will be awarding the two recipients that day and handing them two big checks and it says uh, this uh tournament is to bring awareness to gun violence in the city um 
Uh, join us by helping give away two major scholarships to a male and a female school, um, scholar. Um, and uh, it's all going down 12 to 6 p.m. on June 24th at B.J. Brown Park, uh, 555 Madison Avenue, and that is Bridgeport, and it's called Respect the Dream Tournament. Um, you know, we um, we just um, had a Juneteenth on our, um, June 19th, it was, and um, I tuned into the news, and it's like, you know, we have the, the, the biggest gun violence you know numbers that went down you know the weekend um not good at all you know that's not what you know we should be um that shouldn't be the highlight of what our juneteenth celebration um, was supposed to be all about right it's sad i mean i i was just having this conversation with my mother um a couple of days ago and i said i want to know where the shift in community happened there was a shift that that has severely impacted our community because we've had gun violence but when i grew up i remember there being like literally street fights and everyone mm -hmm. just watched you fight you blocked off the street and you got it in and then you were over it and a lot of times people just got along right after that but you got your aggression out and you were done i don't know if this generation doesn't know how to fight i don't know i don't know if it's just this constant perpetuation of violence but something has to happen because nowadays you you see a fight break out and your fear is not so much that they're going to fight and you're going to get hurt or trampled it's they're coming back with the guns and somebody's getting shot and it's so unfortunate that that's become the culture now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um all right uh this is the urban talk radio 103.5 fm wnhhlp i am your host kinsley osay and if you are just joining us today on urban talk radio you can join the conversation at bull mice and twitter at bull mice also on my facebook page kinsley osei you can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org in the studio today we have our very special guest Lily Annis um, talking about the Respect the Dream tournament on June 24th at the BJ Brown Park, 12 to 6 p.m., 555 Madison Avenue. Um, event would include eight teams, uh, entertainment, music and performances, food trucks, vendors, uh, and um, awarded scholarships and um, many more. Now that we've got that out of the way, now I want to talk about more about this mompreneur. Uh, with such a, uh, how Joe Biden said, huge, with such a <laughs> huge personality. <laughs> personality is so huge. You gotta be, you gotta be strong to deal with it. Um, and she's from the BX, you know, she's, um, you know, Shakespeare is there. I mean, I don't know if you guys understand. Shakespeare is just like, Bridgeport survival at the fittest, man. You know, you know, I used to I used to go to the festival. Um, I think was it 161? They used to have a festival before the day before the Puerto Rican Day Parade. At Malali Park, yeah. Yes. 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 Malali Park. You know, they have a Shakespeare reunion every it's a picnic that happens yes. every year. You, yeah. You, you you're right. You know, I missed it. Um it, I missed it a few times. Um, you know. Do you go to that uh, that yes. picnic? When is the next one? I need to try to go. I'm gonna get you the date, and I'm gonna text I, it. I, to my guys are gonna tell me. I'm surprised <laughs> you don't know. I'm surprised you don't know Buddha. You don't know Buddha. Cheeky. I no. Okay, let me put it. Cheeky Star. He was the one that was DJing at Don Coqui. 
Cheeky Star, DJ Cheeky Star. He he was um I gotta know, see he was pro promoting um uh, uh, uh Tego and well Gabby, his brother's Gabby, his brother was managing Tego. Um okay. so they all, you know. Yeah, so these are the guys that you know. These these are the guys of Shakespeare. You know, if you're from Shakespeare, those guys run Shakespeare. And it's good to know that they all moved out of the hood. But you know what? They all still go to the block, post They're up, and black. wish and wish a nick would. <laughs> <laughs> I go there, so you know. I know, you know. Um, so yeah, let's talk about uh, Lily Ennis and everything that you're involved with. You are involved with the whole lot. Start from where, where you want to start from. Um, it's so funny because people ask me. Last night I was at a at the concert at the amphitheater, and this lady in our in our skybox. She said, "What do you do?" I said, oh, "I'm an entrepreneur." She goes, "Like what?" And I said, oh, <laughs> "Where do where I do start?" You start. <laughs> <laughs> when do I start? I'm a hustler. Oh, I'm a hustler. I'm a I'm a hustler. <laughs> I gotta not cut it for the customers, homie. <laughs> well, obviously, one of my favorite things to do is is manage my son, but I also manage a couple of other nightlife DJs and hosts. Um, so that keeps me very busy. Um, in addition to that, you know, I'm also an author. I dropped a book that does very well on Amazon. It's still, you know does numbers to this day i'm very fortunate for that it's called the 10 glam commandments um it's available either on my website or on amazon and you know i've done my rounds as a motivational speaker you know i even host my own events last weekend we just had the big hat brunch um which was a power networking event it was great um in addition to that i also have a personal development company so i i'm a business and life coach um, and I do a series of master classes to help, you know, people, because a lot of times we need to remember, for example, there's been a conference that I spent $15,000 for. Mm -hmm. Everyone doesn't have that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's our job to get this information if we're able to, and then send the elevator back down. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of times where I gather this information and then I bring it to my community and I have these, you know, events. Um, in addition to that, I also have a credit uh, enhancement and funding company. I've built some amazing relationships with black managers, branch managers uh, for almost every single bank in Connecticut where it's allowed me to help bridge the wealth gap where we're able to build clients' profiles and then get them to a place where I can say, it's very intimidating to walk into a bank. Let's just be real. If we're going to mm -hmm. talk about talk it it's very intimidating to be a person of color to walk into these banks and truth be told a lot of times they don't treat us the same they do, they do not treat us the same you'll be turned away even though you have the credentials i've spoken to so many small business owners that they're like i have two years worth you know of of taxes i have a credit score of such and such i don't know why i got declined did they give you a decline letter and why no they just said no that's bullshit <laughs> so luckily I've been able to take clients, take their profiles, buff them up, make sure they're prepped. And I walk into these banks and they already know they're coming out with funding. They're coming out with a check, which is a big deal. Um, and then lastly, I think I've said all my businesses. Lastly, I have, um, aside from group and mentoring, I also have a trucking and logistics company. And that I'm going to be very honest. I hate it. I hate trucking. Mm. 
about to get out of it. It's just not for me. It's mm. it's cool to start businesses, but I don't want people to feel like they're ever stuck in something that you don't like. But at least try it. Right. You never know if you're going to like it or not. So trucking is something that I'm actually going to segue out of this year and I will most likely probably get jump into real estate. Whoa, what is it about a trucking company that um, you hate? Because it seems to be such a booming business right now. I mean, the... it, is. it is. I'm going to miss that money. So I'm going to miss that money. Trucking is very maintenance thick. cost. Huh? Is, it a, is it a maintenance cost administration? What is no. it? Not even that it's very chauvinistic so for at one point i had to hire an operations manager mm-hmm. just so that mail voice could make certain phone calls okay As a woman in trucking it's a lot of bullshit that you have to deal with and i'm i'm a no-nonsense person so i'm not taking any fluff i'm not taking anybody's crap why is are you giving me one price and then when another man calls mm. you're giving them another price don't play with me i'm not to be played with and so Initially, I realized that I was fighting a battle, but I'm fighting a battle for something that I'm not passionate about. Mm. Initially, I would say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be the person to change the industry because really at in the beginning, all I was doing was hiring formerly incarcerated people right, to be my truck drivers. But then I realized, okay, I could fight this back and forth. I could try to prove a point. I could try to make a mark for women in trucking, but mm-hmm. it's truck not something that I'm super passionate about so I realized I was fighting a, a battle that just wasn't mine to fight let somebody else that this is their true mission this is all they do all they care about trucking for me it was a check and that's why people have to always remember not everything that's profitable never mm-hmm. chase, chase the passion and chase the purpose and the money will come so yes the money was great but the headaches were impossible just just uh two weeks ago my truck broke down one of my trucks at three um and it's a $25,000 hit so yeah the money comes but then but when it hits it hits hard you might just get a bad hit so. it hit hard and it's just like you're taking calls at three four in the morning I'm yeah. getting home nightlife at least for my personality it was just a little bit too much that's all you everything were, is were, body so that's you, all you were trying to break the glass ceiling but you only cracked it it just would not, it just would not come down. You're like, you know what? You know, this is this wasn't a passion. This was just a hustle. So yeah, at least you admit it to that. Right. What Miami said, make somebody else do it. I don't do want to somebody, somebody somebody's gonna have to do it. You know, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying somebody's gotta do it. it. Just ain't gonna be me. On to the next hustle. On to the next. <laughs> flip this money, because everything always gotta be a flip. When you are Definitely. real hustle. Once you hustle one thing, you can hustle anything. And I knew from a young age, I know how to hustle. So, all right, what's the next flip? Because this ain't it for me. <laughs> you know, the word hustle is misinterpreted. Um, you know, from the streets, you think hustle is about selling drugs. But um, oh. Fat Joe said it best. Hustle is the key to success. It is. You know, and it you just got to have that grind. You got to have that hustle. Some days, you know, as an entrepreneur, we don't speak enough about the bad entrepreneurship right everyone always wants to show the fluff show the success but there's times as an entrepreneur where my bank account is popping and there's times where i wake up to 33 cents you know so you have to be able to deal with the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship and i think sometimes we almost 
overhype it and glamorize it so much and we don't speak about the the harsh times of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the work that you have to file the annual taxes the i mean entrepreneurship is hard it's hard we make it look good but it's hard it's like the drug dealers that wants to flip their money and they always go to the best club and look at the line and start calculating um it's 500 people in that line they're charging 40 dollars per person they calculate it and they're like hmm that's a big flip they right. never looked they never looked at what it took to get there <laughs> i did i did a talk like that when i was um in a company with network marketing i was one of their trainers and and they flew me out to denver colorado and i'm not your standard speaker i'm not gonna sit here and give you the politically politically uh, correct words <laughs> not doing it out. So here I walk into this group and, you know, Denver's heavily populated with white people. There were, you know, other people of color there, but it's it's a heavy white room. And here I am, you know, Lily from the Boogie Down Bronx, because that's my intro all the time. I will always okay. start off every talk with, it's your girl Lily Ennis from the Boogie Down Bronx. Mm-hmm. And as I'm speaking to them, I said, you want to figure out if you can do entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a story. So I tell them, you know, if you wanted to 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 buy drugs, right? You buy mm-hmm. a rock. Mm-hmm. Buy the rock, got to break down the rock. Then you have to have your sellers, right? Once they sell, once they do this, you put your life at risk, you're doing this. And then all the income that you receive, it's not income because then you have to re-up, right? And so I'm telling this, this majority white crowd this story about <laughs> what it's like in an urban environment to hustle and then you ask yourself once you have your profit margin after re-upping and having to do it all over again is it worth your time and how much is an hour of your time worth and do you really think you could be an entrepreneur because the best entrepreneurs are drug dealers you know they took me off the circuit from training they didn't want me to train anymore you just laid down the 10 crack commandments on urban talk radio (laughs) (laughs) and what's crazy is that oh my god that room in Denver came up to me crying. Thank you. I needed that. Wow. I broke down. So as long as I impacted them, yeah, the company might've been like, we can't have her do that ever again. But I know I made an impact and I know I kept it real. And I know I translated hustle. What hustle, sheer hustle is. Because once you know that and what it takes, Child, you can do, you can hustle anything. You know, this, that's what Dr. Adolf Brown t- always told me that him and I have so much in common ever since we met because we are about that real talk. I love him. You know? He's one of my favorites. He flew me and Bam out um, to Dallas to speak right. for his uh, crowd. That's, that, that, that's my guy. You got to join a- us. On, you got to join us on the podcast one day. We have um, the Sunday podcast in the balcony. You know, we are the people. In, we are the people in the balcony trying to bring the people from the basement. We don't talk down on people. You know, we keep it positive and we just bring people from down to the up. You know, there is no need, no reason to keep anybody um, down. No um, abundance. Only people that live with a scarcity mindset want to keep people here. Right. And and you know, once you understand collaboration over competition. And you know that what's for you, God is always going to have for you. You don't have to worry about scarcity. You bring as much people up as possible. And that he, want. Have the, he have the saying, when things goes wrong, don't go with them. And don't bring me no bad news. Not today. 
Mm -mm. <laughs> not today. Not, not definitely not. not today. And for me, you're gonna unfortunately you're gonna hear some bad news from me, but my bad news is on the journalistic um, you know, type of news. Uh, because if um there is gun violence going on or there is politicians who are misleading our people, you know, um just using taking advantage of low-minded people and uh you know, using them for a vote, I'm going to talk about that, you know, so I put my journalistic hat on sometimes, and uh, if that happened to be the bad news, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, we don't do bad news, we don't call people and gossip about uh, people, you know, we, we don't waste energy, don't waste your energy bringing that to me, uh, to me either. Before we get off the radio, you are also a cancer survivor. Yes, yes, 16. How, how, how could we not talk about that? Yes. 16 years breast cancer free. God is amazing. God is amazing. And when God brings you out of something like that, you have to look at every day as a gift. People always tell me, oh my God, how do you find the time? How do you find the energy? How do you do all these things? Because I know what it's like to fear that today is my last day. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make every day as I'm healthy and I have life, I'm going to enjoy every day. Every Definitely. Day. It's called hashtag LIG. Life is good. That life is great. How did you manage that? I mean, you know, yourself, uh, family. Um, how, how did you get through that? So I had a very unconventional way of, um, of, of dealing with my uh, breast cancer. So I told three people and three people only at the time, I, you know, my ex-husband, you know him, Buddha, shout out to Sibling Music. He's done mm -hmm. amazing for our community. Um, I told him, I told my mom, and I told my sister. Three people knew that I was sick. Reason mm -hmm. being, because as much as I love someone, like I come from a very stereotypical Latino background. For example, if I had told my grandmother, hey, abuela, you know, I have cancer. Instantly, I'm telling you, instantly, she was like, ay, Dios mío, se me muere la niña. Oh, my God, my daughter, my granddaughter is going to die. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So I didn't want nobody speaking anything off of me because I knew I wanted to fight. And so I needed people around me that were going to have that victorious mentality, not this woe is me. Because the truth is, we have a lot of sick people that aren't sick. There's some people who like to be sick. You ever been into a room and walked into a room or a work environment and you're like, <clears throat> my throat hurts today. Instantly, you have people jump up. I know, me too. Mine is worse. You're competing about who's more sick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a disease of the mind, mm -hmm. right? So why aren't we people that speak life into situations, right? And so energy is contagious, right? I have this water right here, right? Let's say it was a plastic water bottle. Mm -hmm. If I stomped around it, what's going to happen to the water bottle? It's going to vibrate, right? Because mm -hmm. I put my energy. We as people, we're made up of what? Of like 80% water or something like that. I know we're made up of a lot of water. Energy is contagious. That's why if you ever had someone walk into a room, you might say, wow, they're like a dark cloud, right? Because their energy mm -hmm. came from. Definitely. Or you the opposite. Wow, there's such a ray of sunshine. I don't know why. I just like their energy. Okay, so imagine fighting for your life and having people around you with bad energy. You can't do that. So for me, I suffered in silence. I told three people, I said, hold me accountable. I said, I don't want to be sad. I want to fight. Mm. I want to fight this thing. 
And sure enough, like between, you know, treatments and just mindset and keeping my mind sharp, I still went to work. Even though I was sick, I still went to work. I fought as, bad, as much as I can. Um, and I just really, um, I didn't even sleep in my bedroom. I slept on the couch because Bam at the time was three years old. So I wanted to hear his pitter patter because I knew I would be tired after treatments. So mm -hmm. I literally a a pillow and a blanket on my couch because I said, I don't want to be too comfortable. If I get in my bed, I'm going to be so comfortable. And when you, you got to understand comfort is a killer. Rest is necessary, but comfort is a killer. And so for me, I wanted to have this mentality to fight. Literally, in less than a year, the doctor comes back and says, I don't even understand this. It's gone. Mm, said, wow. Yeah, I don't even understand this. Like, this doesn't wow. make sense. April 12th, to, uh, April 12th, 2007, he said, let me go back and give some more scans because I don't understand. I can't find the cancer. April 25th, he came back. 2007 confirmed it's absolutely gone. Did you ever ask God, why me? I did. I did. I said, why me? I, ha I have, you know, this son. I have this little boy that I know needs me. This little boy, you gave him an immense talent. Because remember, Ben's been DJing since he was two. Right. So at that time, his his he was really starting to pick up and do like private gigs. And I was the one that used to take him to those gigs because his dad would be working. And I said, I need to be here. So whatever you're teaching me, teach me, but I need to come out of this. I promise you, if you give me life, if you allow me to fight this and allow me to be healthy, I promise you, I will glorify your name. I promise you, I will make this life a worthy life where you say, you know what? We live life between a dash, right? We have in our tombstone the, 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 the day that we were born. And then we have the day that we're going to die. What people forget is that that dash in between counts. So while we're living our life every day, while everyone's sitting here like, oh, I'm tired. or oh, I don't want to do this. You better get some purpose in life. You better get some energy in life because that dash, you only get one dash. and You got to live the hell out of that dash. You know, I, I watch a lot of, um, you know, podcasts to stay informed. Um, I, when I watch my news um, to get my news, I make sure they are corroborated. I don't get it from one, one source. Um, mm -hmm. And I asked you that question because little, little Boosie, as crazy as he is, I have become one of, you know, it's like, it's like 50 Cent. I'm always willing to watch a 50 Cent interview. 50 Cent will do the craziest thing and find a way to let it make sense. <laughs> you know, they, you know um, intentionally or unintentionally, but the guy is so smart. And um, little Boosie, is very outspoken he is not holding back never politically correct but he also been through just so much so many of his friends being killed him being attempted you know murdered jail he's just been through it all and he said he asked god why me why 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 am i still here so this is what he's going through you know the traumatic issues that He's having, but he said there is one thing for sure. God kept me here to say it as it is, because if not, if not me, 
then who else is going to say? He says all this to say that, you know what? If God has me still be here, <laughs> this is my purpose. My purpose is to speak the truth because nobody else is going to. I love that. I love that for him. I love that. You know? I and, you know, he talks about being, you know, being a father, you know, not holding back. I mean, you know, I listened to, I used to think he was just a crazy, not, you know, he's very explicit, explicit. But when you take your time to really listen to the guy, there is a reason he has such a followers. Because some people want the truth, whether they could handle right. it or not, you know. So, so let's wrap up by, um, you know, um, talk about the event and uh, one more time, you know, let's wrap it up. Okay. So, again... I pray everyone comes out, rain or shine. We're going to be at 555 Madison Avenue, BJ Brown Park, um, Bridgeport, Connecticut, 12 to 6. Again, we have eight teams competing. We will be giving, awarding two scholars scholarships. So come bring your donations. We have vendors. We have entertainment. As a matter of fact, the Bridgeport Fire Department is going to do a touch a truck for the children. So it's just going to be a good event. Music by DJ Bam Bam and other DJ friends. Let's come out and let's have a blast and let's show the community that we can have great events and we can have village-minded community. Bridgeport, y'all remember the um, Rest in Peace tournament? No idea. It's original. It's just different ways of doing it. Um, you know, it reminds me of the Rest in Peace tournament where the whole Bridgeport was, you know, go to the Sheen Center and have a really good time. It was a good time until when it was over with, when it was all over with. So let's do it all again. And this is all about, I don't use the word stop the violence. It's, um, you know, let's minimize, uh, let's minimize the violence. Let's prevent the violence because violence is a big business in America. We can never stop it, but we just got to try to handle our own and not leave it to law enforcement to, uh, to take care of our community. Um, Lily, thank you very much for joining us. I'm looking forward to hoping that the Shakespeare Festival, I will be around because every time the date came, I was not around. And um, I, I hope I'm around this um, this time around. If, you know, if I get it, if I get a news first, I'm going to let you know. If you get a news first, you, you let me know. Absolutely. Right? And I'll make sure you, I'll, my pleasure, I'll make sure, you know, you get to know my Shakespeare family. They are pretty big as well. All right. Great. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. Bye-bye. My pleasure. All my life, they be trying to keep me down. All this time, never thought I'd make it out. No, no, no. All my life, they be trying to keep me down. I decided I had to finish, but the media called me a menace. I just said with the mayor and politicians, I'm trying to change the image. You can't blame my past no more. This is Harry Droz, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. Child support, your only support. For a visit, I'm going through courts. Went to jail, they was chaining me up. And you know that I'm famous as fool. See how you go joke about stimulus, but they really had came in the clutch. I know some kids want to hurt themselves. Stop trying to take truth. I refer to myself, trying to better myself, trying to.